So, all of time and space, everything that ever happened or ever will, where do you want to start? to the Gallifrey Broadcasting System, and we are back. It's your host, Sean. And Jace. And, whoa, man, it has just been way too long. Way I don't, too yeah, long. Yeah, we don't even want to talk about how long it's been. But we've been on some crazy adventures in our TARDISes, but we've come back together in the same state, same household now, to bring you this regenerated podcast. Now, for those of y'all that are new and don't know anything about us and who we are, I'm going to let Jace tell you a little bit more about us. Well, like Sean said, this is the GBS podcast, and it was a podcast that we started to just kind of have an excuse to talk about Doctor Who. We're not experts. We're not, you know, <laughs> film critics by any means. You're gonna, we're gonna disagree a lot. Y'all are probably gonna disagree with us. But it was just a way to talk about the show and, you know, just extend our love for Doctor Who. Yeah, just have some fun. So, talking about the show itself, there are a few changes to the show that have come up. So the show, has, as always, has been uh, produced and sponsored by Omni Fringe Radio. Mm-hmm. And you can find the show available on OmniFringeRadio.com. Not only, though, can you get it on the website, the show, as always, <laughs> <laughs> is available now on Spotify. Woo-hoo! It's available on Stitcher. It's available on TuneIn. It's available on iTunes. It's available on Google Play. Oh, it's man. available we, on... We're moving up in the world. It's available almost any platform that you can possibly think of for podcasts. That's phenomenal. But I'm going to stop you right there, okay? I'm already done with business talk, you know? <laughs> I'm already done yeah. with it. It's been way too long since I've talked Doctor Who, and that's why they listen. So we have so much we can talk about right now. Let's let's just jump into it, man. Right. So I guess, what, you know, uh, as we're you know recording this episode... We've seen the first two episodes. The first two episodes have come out. Mm-hmm. The uh, We're anxiously waiting for the third episode. Ugh. We decided instead of doing an episode about, you know, the woman, the woman who fell to Earth and doing an episode about the Ghost Monument, we would just mash it together. Yeah, I'm just going to talk about it in kind of a whole-esque. Uh, right, so we're just going to talk about Series 11, you know, as we've seen it from this, from this point. Before we get into each plot point you know and the characters and everything like that let's start with like the first thing we see yeah that's the look yeah so we talked about this a while back we had actually a whole episode on it just of what we uh what we saw what was being like talked about we Mm -hmm. we talked about this way back Mm -hmm. before we uh even knew what was going to happen right which for you new listeners out there you can obviously check the back catalog we have a lot of episodes talking about you know this last uh, season of Doctor Who, as well as our predictions for this upcoming season. And one of the big news stories coming out, you know, besides the the fact that the Doctor was woman, and besides the fact that there's a new showrunner in Chris Chimnall, that, you know, they were getting high-end new equipment 
mm-hmm. and changing the look of the show. It was like the the for all you cinematography people out there, I apologize. I don't know anything about the cameras. Right, right. We're not again not experts. Yeah, I just know that they're movie quality. Right. And you can see it. Yeah, it's it's kind of jarring almost in a way. It's it's crazy that you just think about two thousand five. Right. Well, you got to think even further back than that. Well, yeah, know, but, but they're talking about New Who right now. Since we've been back, yeah, the budget that's been increased. I mean, you saw the huge jump from Tenet to Matt Smith's first episode. Mm-hmm. The production value change, and then this is just, I think, above all of it. Well, I, I mean, looking at this now, can you imagine like the Slovene from back in the day? You know, like how different. No. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, it's I can't. It, it's night and day. And I will say, for me, the look really kind of, it, it, it shocked me. I knew it was coming. I, obviously, we, we had talked about it a, a year ago. But, you know, talking about it and singing it are one thing. And the ship, I will say, you know, that if you were to take that episode of Doctor Who and put it in a movie theater, no one would contend that it wasn't made for well, some people did see that audience. episode in a the movie theater because oh, right. they, they showed it. I unfortunately wasn't able to make the trip like I typically do right. to Atlanta, but people did see that. So I'm curious. You know, I didn't think about that actually. You know, I have people down in Atlanta I can ask about that that saw mm-hmm. it and see if how they felt watching it on a TV screen versus that first time watching it in a theater. Mm-hmm. How that felt. That's actually really interesting to think about that. Yeah. Um, so I think that overall, uh, the look will be a positive i do it's just at least for the first episode it was it was kind of a shock for me it it, it took some adjusting it almost didn't especially the way the episode started that it almost felt like it wasn't doctor who moving to another part of the uh show that i'm like kind of surprised by is the score the music so i do yeah the music of Doctor Who has always been, at least in New Who, has been very, what's the word I'm looking for, almost, it stands out. It's, you know, it's bold. Usually the, the scenes incorporate um, some kind of heroic music usually, or, you know, even with uh, episodes that are scary, whatever, the music always stood out to me. And I guess I can say, for these first two episodes, and that's something everybody's got to listen to, or not listen to, but understand when we're talking here. Everything we're talking about is how we feel <clears throat> right now. Yeah, it's just how we feel at this at this moment. You know, it, it could what it could change. You know, six episodes in, I could fall in love with the music, or I could fall in love with the opening sequence, or you know, mm-hmm. a character I don't like. You know, but things do change as this as the series progresses. Right. Right. You know. I mean that was that's the the cycle of Doctor Who. Almost. Oh yeah, the circle of life with Doctor right, Who. It's exactly right. yeah, every time. Um, everyone you know loves the Doctor, and then that Doctor leaves, and then this Doctor comes in. And everyone hates it. By the time they leave, it's like yeah. oh no, they left too soon. Right. Yeah. Right, every right. time. The music for me, like I said, just is not doing anything. I felt it's very, it's very bland. It's almost. Invisible, which I know is music is invisible. Yeah, but, but I mean, are you talking about over the the, the whole all the, the music in, the, in general over the course of the episode, or just are we talking about just the title sequence? 
No, no, we're not. We're not getting to the title. You're just talking yet. about the score in general. The, I'm talking about the, the okay. Because with the score in general, I I absolutely 100 percent agree because it's the score in the other series of Doctor Who mm-hmm. had purpose to me. It was setting up something ominous, or it was kind of getting you in the mood for something. You know, it went along with what was kind of going on. And I got to be honest with you, I during these first couple episodes, I haven't even noticed right the score like at all. It's just, it's just, it's just. It's, I'm not even paying attention to it. Right. It's like it doesn't even take part in what's happening. I mean, you think about um, when, you know, the 11th Doctor did something or whatever, you know, remember the, the dun, 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 you know, like that kind of thing. And it, it, it left a mark in your brain. But I, this is a new composer for Doctor Who. Right. So Everything it, is every, So people need to find their own... Just like the actors have to find their their characters, right? I think these new people, directors and mm-hmm. showrunners and composers and writers, mm-hmm. are going to have to find their own into it. But I, right now, I'm with you. I'm not I'm not sold on the score quite yet. Right. Um, another big thing is obviously, as you can tell by the way we talk, we're American. Are we? <laughs> and that's something that's been kind of uh, contentious, you know, about this. Um, about the season, and we talked about this, and you and I, I guess, somewhat disagree on it. So, yeah, we've had a couple, you know, we talked Doctor Who a lot, so we've had a couple uh, conversations about some of the stuff we're going to talk about, and for those that are new listeners, you're you're about to see, I think, why this works so well, (laughs) and why we do this podcast. So, um, one of the big things is some of the American fans, me included, have had... a little trouble understanding even what the characters are saying like they have the these northern british accents and it they talk so fast sometimes that it almost rolls together so i watch tv with subtitles regardless yeah like that's just what i do i do too but you know some people make fun of me for that but it's just you know we watch so much anime that happens right you know um yeah, can't help it but, but I can see where you. I can see where you're coming from. I can see where people are coming from. I don't. I don't want people to think that I'm not like. I'm like going. Oh yeah, you guys are stupid for not being able to understand these people. Mm-hmm. You know, for those that are listening right now, there's gonna be moments where they realize they're like, that mother freaker is talking really fast. Yeah. You know, and I, I can't help it. Cause I do talk fast. Yeah. But yeah. so I'm slowing myself down. It just for the podcast. But I can understand them perfectly without subtitles. I. I if I don't think they're that thick. I think they're fine. Especially that first episode. If if I wouldn't have had subtitles, twenty percent of what was said I wouldn't have understood. I see. I didn't have a problem with it at all. Uh, like I get the general gist, mm-hmm. but I'm also a person who, um, be, you know, obviously because I put subtitles on, I'm a person who wants to understand everything. That's well, yeah. Going on. I don't want to miss, miss something. I don't want to miss a word. But there's been a bunch of tweets about it and everything like that. There's even actors from the show who've come out to say, like, you know, they apologize for it or whatever. Uh, it's just interesting to see, you know. I think this may be one of the reasons why they did what they did back in the day with David Tennant. Making changes. Like, accent. maybe this is what they were afraid of, was they... You know, they let everybody keep their accents and right. whatnot. I mean, yeah, I can see... I can see you know why they would change mm-hmm. an actor's accent? You know to to maybe get rid of the possibility that people are going to be like, I I have no idea what you're saying. 
Right. You know, but I, I figured it'd be worse with with a Scottish accent. Yeah, I guess I'm just in the one percent. You know, it's interesting now. I guess that's just kind of the thing they're going to let happen going forward. Is just that no matter what, they're just going to let the actor keep their accent. You know, because they did that with Capaldi. They did it with Matt Smith, even though he didn't really have a, a weird accent. And then weird to me, I guess. And then you know, with Jody as well. So uh, let's get into the nitty gritty here. Let's get into. The plot of episode one, The Woman Who Fell to Earth, which the title alone basically tells you what happens. <laughs> I mean, like you said, the title sequence basically tells you it all. You know, uh, the last we saw the Doctor in the Christmas special, she was falling to Earth. Which I already don't get, because I've seen it twice now. Mm-hmm. The Doctor fall from a very high distance. And no and, damage. And no damage. Right. <laughs> like, I, well, I just... <laughs> I don't get it. I, I How can you... Is it... I, you can't even say it's because of the regeneration cycle. Because Tenet fell straight through some glass and hit the ground. It wasn't regenerating. Now, he did right after that. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't know. It's... There's a lot of things... Story progression. Right. It's <laughs> Doctor Who. You know, there's there's a lot of little things like that. Um, so, the episode opens not with the doctor no but with a new character named ryan uh ryan uh is doing a youtube video and it that sets up obviously to make you think that he's talking about the new doctor mm-hmm. and talking about a woman um a woman who he you know idolizes or thinks is amazing or whatever so then it cuts to him uh riding a trying to ride a bike with his grandmother and then we get introduced to who we know is another companion, Graham. And Graham, as we find out, is his uh, newly acquired step-grandfather. Yes, which was, which was interesting. It was pretty... Uh, I didn't see yeah, that coming. No, yeah, I definitely didn't see that coming. I think that's along the lines of a, like, you know... Um, um, like, there's no such thing as normal type thing. Like, you know, that a family can be made in any kind of way. I think that was the idea behind it. But, and we also find out through the way they interact with each other that Ryan is not very welcoming of Graham. No, he, he's not. And uh, it's very apparent. You know, mm-hmm. it's you can see Graham's really trying, calling him like son mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, when is he going to call me granddad? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, you know, a Nan saying, you know, give it time and all that sort of stuff. Um, Obviously laying the seeds for stuff like that. Yeah, laying down the groundwork for those characters, giving some kind of the backstory for those characters, which we'll get into when we get to the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. And, and I talk, I'll come back to that later on. Right. And uh, another thing that we find out about Ryan is he has dyspraxia. Yeah, which is, for those who don't know, he just, he's not really, he has a problem with being coordinated. That's why he's trying to learn how to ride a bike. Right. Has trouble with ladders. Right. He, he has balance issues. Balance issues, yeah. So then the episode progresses a little bit. Uh, one of the interesting things about the episode is that we didn't get a title sequence. Yeah, zero title sequence. You didn't get the... Yeah, you know, none of that. Nothing. Just yeah, episode. Just, yeah. Which we'll talk about because uh, the title sequence does make an appearance in episode two. Yeah, we'll get to and that. We'll, we'll talk about it, but as far as it not... That was another reason why the episode for me didn't... 
it just felt like it was not Doctor Who at first. Because no title sequence, it looks so different. You know, we don't get an introduction of the Doctor. It's like, you know, just so different. Like, yeah, well, there was so much going on. You know, I'll, I'll play advocate there. I, I do agree with you. But there was so much going on in that episode, so much they had to get into that episode mm-hmm. that I know the title sequence isn't very long, typically. Right. You know, but they may need... That they probably maybe they needed that time, you know, to you know, because you can fit a lot in like two minutes. That's okay? true. I feel like, like you they could have chopped could, some, chopped a little out there. They may, yeah, they, they could have. There's probably bits and pieces they probably didn't need or could have shortened. Editors or something, but. do amazing work, and this is a segue, not, and just speaking on Doctor Who, but just uh, video media in general. Edit if you don't know editors make art like if it weren't for editors your some of your favorite movies you'd probably hate them one of the the greatest examples of that is star wars but that's again a whole nother thing just if you if you want to know how much editing matters go to youtube look up a video uh, how star wars was saved in the edit that's the name of the video Check it out. It'll change the way Plug. you... Yeah. It'll change the way you view how editors do things. So, uh, the episode progresses a little bit. We have uh, uh, Graham and Grace is her name. Yeah, Grace. Ryan's nan, as they would say, mm, Graham's across wife. the pond, uh, are on a train, and then all of a sudden the train is attacked. Mm-hmm. There's a third character who's like a just a young man just a just a story progressor right not it we don't learn very much at all about this guy and it's attacked by this like it's like a ball of cables yeah ball of cables like like you know sucking up electricity look like kind of you know sparking and stuff like that you know and they're on this train that apparently is vacant other than the driver Right, right. You know, no like, no one train. else is on the train. And you know? all of a sudden... There's four of them. Yeah, all, it's, of, all of a sudden, as the title of the episode tells yeah, you... Yeah, tells you, this thing is coming closer to them. Yeah. And then, you actually don't... Unless, if you blink at that moment, that exact moment, you don't even see the doctor fall through. Because the, the way the cameras were angled... Yeah. All you, all you hear is a loud noise... Which you're, you're already hearing loud noise yeah. from the monster thing or whatever. Right, right, right. So like I like me watching it, I actually didn't even realize she was in the episode until she stood up, and I went, <laughs> I was like, how did she get there? Because <laughs> she just I was laying like, on the floor, yeah, the like time? the whole time. Yeah. And then it focuses the camera up and shows the hole in the right, right, in right. the roof of the thing, and I'm like, I'm sitting there going. Mm-hmm. I, and no damage. Just stands up like it's okay. Nothing. All right. Right. Again, Doctor yeah, whatever. Who. Doctor just, Who. Yeah, but just, um, I'd have been more freaked out if I was Grace and Graham. I'd have been like, "How are you not?" I mean, they kind of were. They're mm-hmm. like, "You just fell through the, the roof." But mm-hmm. there was no other, like, "How did you survive that?" esque thing. Right. Right. Or where did well, you come from? Throughout this whole episode, they they're kind of like. You know what? 
they the, took the they took the idea of aliens a lot quicker than I think most people did that I've seen in the past. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Graham seems to like at first was just kind of like yeah whatever. Like yeah, he, she's like because he even says the line was like uh, ain't no aliens gonna be on a uh, train, a train to Sheffield or in Sheffield. And then she goes, why, I'm an alien and uh, on the train here. And then he just looks at her, like, two seconds. And goes, all right, we're out of here. Like, yeah. Yay. But anyway, so Dr. Pierce, uh, the, uh, Grace had made a phone call. Ryan and Yaz had a meeting. So before we go any further, we talk about, I guess, the MacGuffin of the episode. Or I don't want to say MacGuffin, but... The, the start of the plot. So Ryan, at the beginning of the episode, um, finds this... He throws his bike and he finds a light. Yeah, a light in the thing. It kind of keeps... It's like squares that right. are kind of... Uh, what do you call that? Uh, descending. Descending with, or whatever. Smaller, smaller. smaller yeah. With a circle in the middle. It looks like kind of like a button in the mirror. Right. You know, of course, most of y'all, I'm sure, have seen the episode at this point. If not spoilers. Um, long time oh, ago. Oh, dear God. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, 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 you're about to get... All of it, but uh, hits the button, yeah. and then we're like, "What did that do?" It kind of like shoots off, right? And then this thing appears. Yeah, and it looks, looks like a gigantic blue Hershey Hershey kiss. kiss. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, it looks like a yeah. giant blue Hershey kiss. Yeah, and uh, he touches it, and right, and it has like weird. Yeah. We're not gonna do a full episode like bit by bit. I'm not gonna walk you through the whole episode, but, but anyways, yeah. So the that's shows up and at the same time this cable monster mm -hmm. thing shows up the doctor appears instantly you know t like it was weird for me she falls on the train the thing's coming closer she grabs a cable that just happens to be staying there well i mean she did just break through the ceiling so there's gonna be a loose cable somewhere yeah but didn't like you think that was like convenient something. didn't you okay. think it was convenient well, everything's always convenient for the doctor. Uh, uh, no, I'm, actually, that's completely wrong. But, um, yeah, so, does the thing or whatever. It's, in that moment, one of the fun, one of the funny things after that I liked is, throughout that episode, uh, actually, we see it a lot, and uh, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to reference it in the next, next, when we talk about episode two, mm -hmm. but, I like how she was like, the doctor was like, pockets, I need to, I need to start putting things in pockets. Like, because, yeah. like, <laughs> well, so a lot of people speculated that. I saw that, like, it was a little video about, uh, man, I wish I could remember what it was called, but it was like a little cartoon animation about the Doctor becoming a woman. And one of the oh, things, back in the... Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that they were excited about was she was like, oh my God, I have, I have clothes with pockets on them. Mm -hmm. And they start putting things in these pockets. Yeah. But, okay, like I said, we're not going to do an episode by, bit by bit. So, you know, these two things show up, the light, the Hershey kiss, the monster, I know I said two, that's three two of them were together, move past it. And fast forward just a little bit, you know. Well, before, we, oh, okay. Well, I'm saying just a little bit. Just get, get right past the train. We, you know, we, we, well, we don't no. need to tell them the whole episode. No, no, no. We got you know, I don't want to tell them the whole episode. I know, but we got to talk about this. Yeah. We, we got to talk about the one-liners. I need, I need a new host. <laughs> uh, GBS Podcast is now hiring. <laughs> Dude, they've been hiring for 10 months. Yeah, they just came back to us. Yeah, they couldn't find anybody yeah. else. <laughs> Uh, so, the doctor, you know, uh, the little cable monster leaves, the doctor meets Yaz and Ryan, mm -hmm. and then we get one of these, like, 
Did we talk about the relationship between those two? They went to school together, if we didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the Doctor, obviously one of the big sources of comic relief, I, I'm sure, for this entire season, is going to be the Doctor's a woman who used to be a man. Because mm-hmm. what was the line? She said, yeah, I said to her, can, you know, can I get your name, madam? And like, Why would you call me madam? Because you're a woman. Am I? Does it suit me? Yeah. So <laughs> obviously... Oh, yeah, I remember. And uh, and that's where it sets up. We talked about this briefly right then where it sets up. Um, like the whole episode, you get, she's like, it's my name is, it's on my, it's on my tongue. I, it's like, it, it just slips me. You know, and right before Capaldi regenerated, he's like the doctor, I let you go type of thing. I don't, I don't know if there's any correlation there. I like to think it's, it's, it's kind of like a reference back to it a little mm-hmm. bit, you know. Um, well, we know with regeneration sickness, the doctor tends sometimes to forgets yeah. things. I mean, when the when the twelfth doctor emerged, he couldn't even remember who Clara was. They couldn't tell the difference between Clara and, and Strax. <laughs> we uh, we move a little f- uh, forward as you wanted to, mm-hmm. and we meet the villain. So the little gumdrop thing ends that, up being this. At first, you think it's like a robotic esque cyborg looking thing right it sounded like one right you right, know right. It, it did and uh you know kills kills this poor guy not even, he's irrelevant not even gonna talk about him last <laughs> episode um kills this poor guy yeah because i will say that that little tidbit from that guy and like his sister Didn't i thought was completely all, useless Didn't, in that entire episode it, all it did was uh all it did was deposit expository Dialogue. I, I really think they could have just had the thing hatch right there in the woods, and they show, show up and find it. It li- like I said, it literally yeah. was just a reason to give you the information that this had happened. Before. Yeah, I guess. And uh, well, you still could have given that out eventually. Cause oh he, yeah, you yeah, could have. He still he still says you know people blah blah we do it blah blah or whatever. But either way, that's true. Um, he, so I, I thought mean, that was completely useless. Yeah, that West entire. That could have been the opening sequence. We could have had one if that wasn't included in the episode. Right, exactly. Like, that whole section was right. not needed at all. You take that out of the episode and just shove the rest of it together, right. you would never know it's gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And um, so then the villain reveals, eventually the Doctor and uh, her newly formed crew, mm-hmm. which is, as a viewer, because I was even there when you watched the episode for the first time. Yeah. I was a little behind. Uh, when you watch the episode for the first time, because we knew, uh, because of behind-the-scenes stuff, that we knew that there was- Graham, Ryan, and Yaz were going to be the companions, and Grace, the the nan- uh, the grandmother, was not. Yes. So you and were immediately like... I was already... Like, what's happening? And I'll, she- talk, I'll talk about that when we get to the end conclusion of the episode, um, what my mind was already... Saying, yeah. saying, I was like, okay, I know, I know why this character exists already. I know what's gonna happen because you heard me in the middle of the episode. I called it what was gonna happen. Yeah. I was like, I was like, this has to happen. Yeah, you know, it, it, it. I mean, it was easy to tell. Right. So the villain, you know, reveals himself to the Doctor and her crew. A new race of thing, that something we've never seen before, called the Stenza. Mm-hmm. Which. And his name was Tim. They, they they call it well. They call him Tim Shaw. Tim just, Shaw. Just say yeah. Tim Shaw. Yeah. It sounds like Tim Shaw. Tim Shaw. Yeah. Uh, they even call him that in in the second episode. Tim right. Shaw. And uh, yeah, so we got a, we got a brand new, never before seen mm-hmm. foe. Mm-hmm. Not quite sure how I feel about the whole teeth 
thing. Oh my god, it was so stupid. Like you, okay. So my thing is, I, I get the thing if, as a as a uh, maybe they're a warrior race, right? And when they they well, don't, like well, when they kill someone, they they wear like a bone, a bone or, or something. But why only human teeth? Why don't you have like a fang poking out from some other right, race right. somewhere? Well, it might even have been teeth for something else, but it's still like just it just looks so. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Stupid. I thought that was kind of like it'd be different if he had made like a gauntlet or like a helmet out of the tooth. Mm-hmm. But he was just literally imagine that for a second. Like, like you just take this tooth that you wanted to shove it in your head. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna. Is your head made of jelly? <laughs> right. Like I don't like. Anyways, <laughs> I got this. <laughs> like so, I agree with you that so this. BA villain shows up, not impressed. Right. You not know, um, you know it, it. But they bring the they bring together this when you'll see it in episode two as well. This idea of teamwork and how teamwork beats right. cheating or any right. of that. There was right. kind of the story behind it. The guy was cheating to become ruler of his planet or something, and you know whatever. Right. Yeah. So it's revealed that he was it, that this character is a game that's played or something is hunting. But, uh, a, a randomly selected human. Which is the human we saw on the train that is no one. Right. And another little tidbit is that each each person who interacted with the little cable monster was marked with like a little DNA bomb. Yeah, a little DNA, yeah, a little DNA and bomb. And that was stuck right. in their neck. Obviously the doctor figures that out, gets rid of them all. Right. You know, I, like I'm trying really hard not to do just a full episode synopsis for all you guys, just kind of kind of hit the bullet points, the, um, the important parts of the episode. So we we move forward a little bit. We see the doctor experiencing you know regeneration, sickness, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, while trying to chase the the villain, the doctor gets hold of some of the Stenza technology or whatever and builds a new screwdriver for herself. Now she lost her screwdriver, and obviously the TARDIS is gone as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then proceeds to build this screwdriver. So, what'd you think of the new screwdriver? So, I know what you're going to say, and this is where we start, you and I just start button heads, I think, for the rest of the mm-hmm. episode here, is, I like the screwdriver. I do. I called it back in the day. I don't know if we had it on an episode or not. Mm-hmm. I called that she built it. You know, I was like, she's going to, the reason it looks different is because she builds it herself, rather than the TARDIS just giving her one. Because we saw all the other screwdrivers, the TARDIS spat it out. You know, really. The ones that we did see. Like, mm. uh, you know, Matt Smith's the, with the green one. And then Peter Capaldi's, the TARDIS literally spit those out. Mm-hmm. You know, so they were they were created by the TARDIS. This one she creates herself with the Stenzo technology, the little crystal, the crystalline energy. Or the little, yeah, crystalline power. Now, what gets me, though, and I'm not quite sure, I mean, story progression maybe. We do see her build this using that technology plus some stuff around that little shop mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, maybe it's all just programming. Maybe that's what it is. I'm just trying to figure out how, you know, it really was able to function the same way as a screwdriver. So, okay. What I'll say is this. I can get over that. I can too. I just, it, it was just a question that popped up in my head. You know, I, I, um, I think about that. now. I, but like I said, I love the screwdriver. I think it fits. So, I'm going to let you go ahead and say that you don't. <laughs> and then go ahead and yeah. go from there. So, okay. You can sit there and be wrong, though. <laughs> so, obviously, like Sean just said, I, I don't like the new screwdriver. I don't like it for a few reasons. One, 
I think it just aesthetically looks bad. I don't I don't like the look of it. I was very much into um uh, it it started with the end of the 11th Doctor's era and then the 12th Doctor's era era everything that the doctor had whether it be the the um, layout of the TARDIS itself or the screwdriver what have you everything was very crisp and clean um this screwdriver obviously because the the, the writing of the show is that she builds it it just it looks homemade yeah and the to to me it doesn't look like something the doctor you know i had a very regal idea of the doctor in my head yeah but i 100 percent disagree i think it looks like a doctor screwdriver like who else would have that if looks, i were to give that to anyone else it looks it looks one like a the finger of like a a robot spider or something whatever i, uh, I really like secondly no oh, i'm, I'm, I'm sure you say your piece <laughs> as, I'm, as I'm sure you've heard, what else? It looks yeah, like. yeah, yeah. Well, this is a PG show. Yeah. So and, um, um, we do have R-rated episodes every now and then. Yeah. But <laughs> um, the other thing that I have a problem with, and maybe they'll resolve this later on in the in the series, mm-hmm. is that one of the things about the screwdriver that was very interesting was, like the Doctor, it was some. It was. Um, "Quote unquote regenerated." It was the same screwdriver. It just had changed its case. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, the same, the same inherent software. Well, that's what I was talking about with how it worked. Like the other screwdrivers, like how did she program it to work properly with what she just had there? You well, because so, it's not the same screwdriver. It's a completely right. regenerated, not built regenerated. No, I'm saying built from scratch screwdriver. screwdriver. Now, the way they could obviously resolve this is if she fi- fixes it eventually. Or just like, I don't know, installs Insert, it in the yeah. TARDIS. Like a USB drive. Right, yeah. and the TARDIS, you know, updates it now, or whatever. will that happen? Absolutely not. We're never going to get that mentioned, ever. And you're just going to have to move past it. That, you might be right. <laughs> I don't know. Because so, it's so minuscule. I mean, it's obviously nitpicky. Yeah, it's minuscule. But, it doesn't matter. This is a podcast. Yeah, exactly. Everything. We're going to nitpick everything. Yeah. But. Okay, so then we move a little forward to, you know, now they need to prevent... The Stenza from just doing whatever he, his goals are to you kill know. this yeah, to kill this guy. guy and become ruler or steal this. Now, they don't kill him; they put him in stasis or whatever. Right, but which is basically basically death. Um, so they need to prevent him. So all four at the at the moment, of all four of our newly met people that are with the Doctor, you know, Yaz, Ryan, Grace, and Graham, you know, are trying to help, mm. and. We go through, fast forward, we get closer to the end of the episode. Wait, wait. And I'm not going to all the way to the end. But they kind of all split off a little bit. Yaz and Ryan go kind of with the right. doctor to help try to save this guy. Graham and uh, Grace go to uh, stop the cable monster. Cable monster. Right. You know? So, uh, with that, the doctor gets on top of a crane... And then we get a little action sequence where the 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 human that was being hunted by the the Stenza, uh, Tim Shaw, uh, you know, is on top of the crane. He tries to jump across, gets grabbed, pulled. The doctor ends up jumping across instead and does like. Which a I love. I, I loved her. I love that line where she's hanging there. Yeah. These legs used to be longer. Right. <laughs> uh, I, 
Peter Capaldi's definitely taller. Than oh, for sure. You met him though. How tall is he? Is he a tall guy? So, I just, you know, I'm gonna say this because I hope there's one person that eventually listens to this podcast. Did yeah. I ever tell you the story of the time I met Peter Capaldi at a party down there? I'm, I'm sure you did, but I think I'm that, not gonna do it right now. Yeah. That literally just that one person's gonna love me for just even mentioning that. So, <laughs> um, if y'all want to know, we'll put it in a bonus episode one day. Right. So, because it's really embarrassing for me. <laughs> So you yeah you've met um, so far yeah Peter Matt. I've met five six seven ten eleven and twelve yeah so we're, we're missing I met nine, almost half of them we're missing nine <laughs> four and thirteen yeah I get it. dude that's pretty that's a pretty yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a little, anyway yeah. Right, <laughs> just stroking your ego a little bit wait so, it can get higher. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, talking about the action, that was another thing that I'd heard. Um, not f- from a, a vocal minority, that one of the things they were worried about is that there action wasn't going to be action scenes or that the action scenes weren't going to be as... Impactful. Impactful or whatever. And I could say that it was just malarkey. Yeah. It was just total malarkey. Okay. Yeah, action, no, I didn't... It, it, it made sense to me, uh, that scene. It didn't seem out of place. The doctor didn't seem out of place doing that. I thought it was fine. Yeah, no, I thought it was. I thought it was great. You know, spoiler alert: they stop Tim Shaw. Right. They, they make him basically transport himself back to his planet. You know how that happens. Watch the episode. But transport himself back to his planet. It was kind of anticlimactic. It was kind of anticlimactic. But at the same time, you know, that was going on, uh, kind of simultaneously. Graham and Grace stopped this cable monster. Right. And now this is where I wanted to talk about Grace a little bit. Mm. Where halfway through the episode, I was like, this character serves one purpose. To tie the other three together with the Doctor. It's the only reason to give backstory for these characters mm. and to tie them in. There had to be a way for all of them to tie in together with the Doctor. Right. And it wasn't just the, what was going on or whatever. Because Grace, I thought, was kind of the driving force. She was loving it. She was I like, actually enjoyed her character. Yeah, she was like, I'm loving this. Are you, is it bad that I'm enjoying this? And Graham was like, yes! Like, it absolutely right. is. And, well, she climbs this... She kind of does tries to do the same thing the doctor did in the train. Hit it with an electric, electrical charge. Right. Right. Well, she has to climb this little tower a little bit. To do so, bada-bing, bada-boom, they kill it. She gets electrocuted, falls off, dies. Okay. So, she's, she, she dies... Everybody said, and that, I knew that was going to happen. I called that halfway through the episode. I was like, she's going to die in this episode. Mm-hmm. It's not hard to tell. It's not hard to guess because you know who the companions are. We've known who the companions are. So it's it's easy to it's easy to tell. But I actually enjoyed that tie-in. I think you and I talked about it a little bit. I thought the way they tied in in this episode, all the characters, I think they gave us just enough backstory because they also in that same episode do like a funeral right for grace and all that sort of stuff and we get more backstory on graham he had cancer mm-hmm. didn't think he was gonna make it mm-hmm. grace was his nurse uh they fall in love get married right you know so there's backstory on graham and then of course we already had the backstory on ryan we know who he ties into grace with we know yaz they went to school together him or her and Ryan did. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a police officer. Um, she's in her two-year probationary period, and she can't seem to get ahead. Right. And it, you know, they just want her to do parking tickets. 
So she's looking to solve and be more involved. So I think all that is why they just latched onto the doctor there. I I agree. Like I agree that that, that there was some cohesiveness to the way that those characters were lined up with the doctor. I think with the exception of maybe Graham, I feel like the other two characters and we'll get we're going to talk about episode 2 here in a bit aren't as fleshed out as they could be. Like obviously with Ryan, we understand he has this disorder and we understand he has a, a contentious relationship with Graham. But other than that, there's not much to this character, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So, uh, the episode ends obviously with the funeral, or it ends with the funeral. The doctor talks and, you know, drops a little line about how she had family long ago and she mm. keeps them with her in her heart as long as she, you know, a nice little line. Yeah, and that's something Grace would say and type then, of stuff. And, yeah. Uh, the doctor, you know, I think Yaz makes fun of her, uh, her clothes. So the doctor goes and gets her new outfit which we've seen yeah we see but Yaz is like that's what you're gonna wear it's like yeah um just cause we've, we've t- again talked about it in episodes past so yeah. there's not much to say here about we're not gonna talk about the outfit itself but the earrings is just such a weird thing right well it's cause you're not used to seeing them on, a do- on the doctor but I-, I think they add I think they're perfect I think I, I-, I think they add to Jody as the doctor I think they add to the doctor as the doctor is right now. You know, it's. It, I think it's perfect. I like it because that one is one earring. The one that loops all the way around from the top right, to the bottom right, is right. one earring. And there's actually a really cool uh, little uh, video out there. I can't remember the name of it, but you can, the guy that actually created that earring specifically for the doctor. Oh, cool. He designed. It shows you how he designed it and everything. It's actually really, really interesting because there's the bottom of it is actually two hands mm-hmm. holding each other, and then the top part's a star. So it's I actually, didn't notice it, that. It's actually really interesting. Um, so, but yeah, so, okay, we kind of got off track there for a minute, but, you know, ends with, ends with all that, uh, then the doctor mentions the TARDIS and trying to get back, if she, she knows where it's at now, mm-hmm. and she's going to teleport to it, creates this little teleporter, or whatever, and you're like, you know, if you're, if you're not seasoned in Who, you're watching this going, well then how, do, does she come back later and pick up these people as companions, like, or meet right. them later and stuff like that? All right. The rest of us are all going... They're all going to be teleported right. together. <laughs> and I was uh, your first viewing of the episode. I was right there, and you called it. You're like, they're all getting teleported, yeah, and that's exactly what happened. Um, um, so then that leads to the cliffhanger, the way how the episode ends, like, which is they teleport, and then all of a sudden it just shows them in deep space, dead, nothing around them, all of them, but maybe the doctor, right? Instant death, unless the only way. Is I, I don't to be honest with you I don't know like maybe there's some still some somehow some atmospheric thing going on there because the planet you find out later on spoiler alert the planet fell out of its own orbit orbit yeah, yeah. so they teleported where the planet would have been right right so maybe there's something there well you know? okay so <clears> here's <throat> the thing and uh, something I, I I can't remember what you know like we obviously growing up had the idea like you know you go in space it's like a vacuum you your eyeballs eyes get sucked out or something yeah, yeah. you pop out and you, your head explodes that kind of thing they've pro- proven that that's actually not what happens at all 
Yeah, they sent a guy up there and said, hey, open your mouth, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember that. I think it was Russian. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. no. So, uh, apparently, you could, in theory, survive a few seconds in space. Like, all that would really happen is, like, you would freeze and then and you would crack apart. You would just, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. slowly just break apart. So, that's the cliffhanger. Verdict about the episode. Without talking about episode two, how did you yeah. feel about... So, just the, just the intro episode, I, I thought it did fine. It did what I thought what it needed to do. Was it the greatest episode ever? Absolutely not. We got, no. a, we got a horrible villain... I, I'm now okay. Yeah, a villain that I was not interesting to me. I didn't. I didn't find Tim Shaw interesting. Right. Um, I the plot for it was kind of eh, but I thought it did what it needed to do in terms of introducing Jody as the Doctor, all these new companions, kind of connecting them in a way, and kind of having the Doctor figure out what kind of Doctor she is in a way, because mm-hmm. she even says that she's like it's. I'm the same person, not in these exact words, but she's like, I'm the same person. I have all these other personalities that I remember, mm-hmm. but now I'm having to come to terms with this new one, this new personality, a new way this body reacts, basically, to things. Right. You know? And so I thought they did a decent job at putting everything together that it needed to, that needed to set everything up for the next episode. Um, so... What I would say about the first episode is is that I didn't like it. I didn't hate it. Um, I felt that, firstly, there was not enough on the line. There was not the, the stakes weren't nearly high enough for me to be emotionally invested in it. That the because of the the nature of the villain that was in the episode, it just seemed super uninteresting. That. I mean, obviously we know that the Doctor always resolves it. Like, that's just how Doctor Who works. But it just it, it just felt like there was no weight. Well, okay. Well, think of a very first episode. Mm-hmm. And we did this discussion before. Yeah, we did. A, a very first episode that had weight. Right. You know, it's the first one. Well, okay. Capaldi's definitely didn't have weight to it. Um. It was more funny than anything. I agree, except the first episode at least had that thing with Missy at the end, and it also had that, like, the Doctor didn't know exactly who he was, which did we get that in this episode, but at least in that episode it was more almost sinister than that, like, where... It's like, I don't know if I'm a man who can kill someone or not anymore. That, that, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I get uh, you. This doctor, it's like, I don't know who I am anymore, but I'm finding out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought he did fine. But, you know, that's that's, that's neither here nor there. We, we, we knew we were going to disagree. We talked um, about that before. So the And like I said, there was just... Maybe this was me. It seemed like the show was, like muted maybe it was my tv i don't know and i don't mean muted in terms of sound i mean muted colors almost like the show just did not that first episode just was not dynamic in any way for me in any any stretch there wasn't like i said i I was obviously very interested in how the doctor was going to be and we'll get into how i feel about um the 13th doctor after uh, we talk about episode two, but 
just nothing stood out. Nothing stood out. And I'm optimistic. Obviously, I did. I am more interested in talking about episode two because I did like it a little more. But um, my verdict: you said you enjoyed it. It wasn't your favorite. It wasn't my favorite, but I, I thought it did. I thought it s- served its purpose. Which you said this to me on, uh, out, outside the podcast. Um, the way I think about Doctor Who when I watch it uh-huh. is completely different than the way you analyze when you watch it. Right. You know, I analyze it more on the did it do what it needed to do, and you base it off the actual like what well, it is. Well, because I think, and I talked about this before. Because, you know, one of the big things leading up to the season was there was a, whether it be a fabricated or not, division in certain Doctor Who fans. Doctor, there was fans who were saying, you know, they didn't want it because of a female Doctor, etc., etc. And we were on the in the camp. As long as it's interesting, yeah, uh, you can care. have the fro- a frog be the Doctor. Yeah, it really could be. Yeah, Jiminy Cricket could be the Doctor. Like, we don't yeah. care. Um... So what it what matters to me is narrative structure, and um, you know. Okay, narrative structure. I so far we're getting to the second episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're gonna get to the second episode. <laughs> we promise. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get there. Uh, this happens. By the way, if you're new, this happens. We get on tangents, so just be warned. Yeah, we talk. It, it never goes the way we plan out. Like we we'll plan out the episode. Yeah. But it never yeah. goes that way. It never does. <laughs> never, ever. Never. But, you know, we talked about it in a previous episode. I love series arcs. I'm not going to say anything else other than that. Because uh, we're going to talk about the second episode. But I love series arcs. But the writing, I know you didn't like the first episode. Okay, we're mm-hmm. going to talk about the second episode. I said that a lot, but it's because we keep focusing on the first right now. <laughs> Are we going to talk about the second episode? Uh, we're going to talk about the third episode. <laughs> but <laughs> by the time we talk about the second episode, the yeah. third one will be here. Yeah. But we, the, I think the writing, I can already see potential for the writing that I did not see in the first two episodes of season, Series 8. Right. Okay. That it brings up a good point. <laughs> and something so, else that we had a, a slight disagreement on is you're viewing the episode based off the potential. I'm what is, You base it off what it is. What, what's going on now. You're, you're telling me that the first two episodes are great because they're setting up for episodes in the future. Mm-hmm. I'm more interested in the fact of like watching the episodes now because we've already burned two episodes and I don't want those episodes to just be just be setups for something in the future. I want to also enjoy them as well. Well, I thought they. I think they are. I mean, we're, we're, I think they are their own episodes. You know, Wait. which is different than. So we talked about before series eight. The writers wanted to have every episode be its own individual story and have no connection whatsoever to the other ones. Right. No story arc through the series or right. nothing. Right. I think they've combined it this series. I think they're every episode is going to be its own thing. You know, one doesn't lead into the other. Or anything yeah, like no that, really. Yeah. I mean, it kind of did in terms of she went. They went to find her TARDIS, and now here they are right. finding the TARDIS or whatever, right. or attempting to find the TARDIS. And but, you know, I think there's going to be a series arc as well, which we're going to get there later mm-hmm. on in in this. Um, but episode episode two, you know, the Ghost Monument. All right, so yeah, let's get into episode two. 
So we get a title sequence. So what do you think? I I see what they're trying to do. I think they're trying to kind of revisit some of the old a little bit. Like really old. Yeah, really old. But it's just, I think it's too much in terms of the visuals on it. You know, like you had Capaldi's and them that are just the, the clock, you know, or the vortex. I thought there was just too much going right. on. And right. you don't even see the TARDIS. Or the Doctor. Or the Doctor. Right. You know? Okay, so... I, so I didn't... To answer your question, I did not enjoy it. All right, so I'll break it up into to, to two parts. Part number one is the look. So the look, like you said, I obviously could tell what they were trying to do. For those of you who aren't classic Doctor Who fans or have never seen it, the original intro to Doctor Who... Uh, they used like a wavy uh, special effect to give it like a sci-fi feel. Yeah, like what would you call that? I was thinking more of like a, a ocean-esque. Not, I don't want to say ocean because it's not right. I'm, I'm trying you know to think what of it reminds else. me of? It's a, a Rorschach test. Yeah. Like there it looks go. like that. Yeah, thanks. Um, so um, we get that look and, you know, in the past... For New Who, they've always done a thing where they've shown the TARDIS. One way or another. One way or another. whether It's making you think that the TARDIS is going through the, the time vortex. And then uh, they'll pop up the names of the characters. And, right. Um, Capaldi had his little face there. Right, yeah, and then uh, Matt Smith did too at the, in, in the last intro mm -hmm. for Series 7. Yeah. Um, and that was something that they brought back from Classic Who because going from... The third Doctor, John Pertwee, going forward, they would always show the face of the current Doctor in the yeah. intro, with the exception... No, they did. Never mind. They did do it with the... Seven, I was going to say they didn't do it with the seventh Doctor, but yes, they did. So, and then, you know, when New Who came back, they didn't do that until around Matt Smith. I kind of liked that. I always thought it was kind of cool. I liked it, too. Um, I just... Man, I just... I, I was not impressed. I don't know how else to say it. I just wasn't impressed. I thought it wasn't... Right. And it goes back to the score. Well, okay, the music. Yeah. That was the second thing I was going to I didn't like about. it either. Yeah. Wasn't it bad? I, it I was, thought it was horrible. Yeah, it was bad. I did not enjoy it. I'm, I know there's some people out there that disagree. I'm sure. Yeah, and but that's and fine. That's fine. Uh, like I said, we're not. We're just voicing opinions here. Just This is literally what we would be talking about if we weren't recording it. We would right. be having the same conversation. Right. So... Yeah, I just I didn't enjoy it, and it made me go. It had almost like a Halloweeny yeah, sound to it. It, it like made it me that, like. It made me go. I kind of wish that two minutes or so would have just been used for the episode. Episode, and you'd have just been like. So you're just starring like, Peter, starring, starring Jody Whittaker, starring blah blah blah. You know. So you were just like kind of like okay with the first episode not having a title sequence if it was going to be that title. Sequence. Yeah, if it was going to be that title sequence, yeah, just, yeah. just don't have one. Make it like a movie every time. Just yeah, it shows the kind of the credits, you know, a little bit, you know. Um, so we get into the episode itself. Episode starts obviously there in it's right uh, picks up right after that cliffhanger from episode one. Yeah, they uh -huh. um, get scooped up in two separate pairs. Uh, so they're split into two pairs, um, and we meet two new characters. So the episode, we find out that these two characters, uh, they're racing each other. They're not. It's like a, a galactic, like a, it, they end up saying it later. Rally. There's like 140,000 
forty something galaxies or something like yeah. ninety six planets and right. Um, it's a winner win all winner take all type of thing. I guess they get a lot of money or something. Right. Uh, they because they did say the currency. I don't know what the currency is. Right. Um, but the, and the one that loses, there's only two left apparently. The rest are I guess dead or something. Um, mm. Which I think they said in the rules you can't kill people, so I guess they died naturally. Mm. Uh, no cheating or anything like that. But whoever loses gets to stay on this planet. That's desolate. You know? Yeah, it's called and it's called desolation. Yeah, is what it's yeah, called. yeah. It's called desolation. And what I think is interesting in this episode is that you have these characters that are. All they care about is getting off this planet, surviving, and making their fortune. Right. And taking care of their families. You well, know? Well, one wants to take care of family. I think the other one really does just want to get rich for yeah. himself. And, but then you got the doctor that's like, why is this, why is it called Desolation? Why is this planet the way it is? There's right. like, there's, uh, like, what did, what did she say? The doctor said that there is, what are they called? Microbes in the water that just... Eat everything. What, what does she call those? Um, I think microbes. Would yeah, but she, there's a word in front of it, like organic eating or something like that. You know, just microbes that if you fall in, you're dead. Let's just, let's just say that. Right. You fall on your toast. And so she's wondering why all this is the way it is. Well, yeah, because the because there was a, a ruin. They showed well, a ruin. Yeah, there's two things at play there. One, we have these two characters who have their own motivations, who just want to complete this mm -hmm. race you know, for their reasons, and at the same time, the doctor's there, who all, she's actually trying to figure out what is happening, like, yeah. why is it the way it is? Yeah, what happened here? Right. Because where there's ruins, there was life, mm -hmm. you know, why is there literally nothing on this planet? There's no birds, there's no animals, there's mm -hmm. no humans, there's no, well, I say humans, but there's no alien life. There's nothing. So one of the things uh, I want to uh, skirt back to is, uh, yeah, is uh, we get. I wrote the. I wrote this down. The callous nature of the doctor. So obviously we've known the doctor now. He she has been twenty, what, twenty two hundred. Plus, who, who, don't try to keep up with the doctor's yeah, age. Yeah, it's made up. Yeah, rule one. Right. That's <laughs> super old. Yeah, super old. And she's just meeting these new people, and then now it's like the the the, the line that's dropped is, "Oh yeah, as you're here, I, I kind of forgot you were here." Like, I don't, call that, I don't think that was callous though. I think that was the doctor was really interested in figuring out what was happening on this planet. You know, because, you know, she she says later on, the doctor says later on, and I I, I don't even say, want to say she, I just want to say the doctor, you know, <laughs> I, I do, like, I just want to say the doctor, and it's not because I don't agree, I love Jodie Whittaker, okay, I was, I was on the train of, yeah, let's freaking do this, okay, but, uh, when the doctor was, was like, you know, I'm, when people need help, I help, I help them, you know, if I see something that needs to be fixed, I fix it. Mm -hmm. You know, so this is, she obviously isn't as callous. I mean, I, I just, I don't, I didn't see that as callous. When you brought that up prior to the podcast before to me, I thought about it and I still don't take that as being callous. I just, I think the doctor, uh, I, I still don't. I think know. that's something Matt Smith would have done. Get, uh, getting, getting in his head and going, going, oh, what's going on? What's going on? 
oh, Pond, I forgot you were there. Yeah. You know, like, I think it's the same thing. I th- I it, would, would you have called him callous? I disagree. I disagree. No, I don't think it was callous. Uh, so we move, you know, obviously uh, this planet or whatever is basically toxic and deadly. Uh, we get the quote-unquote villains of the episode, which I wouldn't even call them villains. No, they were just an uh, obstacle. They were what? They, not AI, but centuries, basically. Right. Robot centuries. Ro- robot centuries. They were programmed. Yawn. Yawn. And uh, then so we boring. very quickly get introduced again to something different. Um, which, actually, they, before we get to that, they did bring back up the fact that the Doctor doesn't use guns. And yeah. I thought they did it in a funny way. With Ryan oh, being like, Call of Duty. Duty. Yeah, yeah. And then he runs out yeah. shooting stuff. Does really well with it. And he's like, that's what I'm talking about. And then they all get right back up. And he runs in like, ah! Like screaming. Yeah, actually <laughs> the probably, scream was funny. That was probably the best bit of the whole episode for me. <laughs> he was like, ah! Like even running like yeah, his right. arms up and stuff. I love the way the camera showed it too. Like it was in a first person. Like, <laughs> yeah. Playing the game or yeah, so I thought they did really well with that. Yeah. Um, and then immediately after that, we kind of... The Doctor gets some more information about the planet. Starts. This is where you start seeing the episode kind of come together. She starts figuring out what happened on the planet. Right. What's going on. And at the same time, one of the the guy in the race, who, an unimportant guy name. I don't remember his name, so unimportant. Um, starts getting wrapped up in this cloth or whatever. Yeah, so that's another quote-unquote villain. villain obstacle in the episode or sentient cloth sentient that, cloth that was that will uh, they end up talking them. later or something i don't remember what you know what they were saying and stuff but she says what they are they're not alive but they're alive you know they're like programmed cloth or something you come to find out that these scientists were being held captive right. and forced to create weapons for the stenza which right. that's where they get brought up again that's why i was talking about yes that leads story into, arc you're yeah. gonna have a whole series arc about the stenza i'm sure Tim right. Shaw comes back. Let's hope they're not the the, the monks or something. Yeah, like I'm, I'm sure Tim Shaw comes back in some fashion. Maybe he was exiled or something. Who knows? Right. Because we didn't actually see him die. No, he didn't die. I don't think he did. I think he's going to get sent back and realize that he's gonna, they're going to find out that he cheated and right, stuff like that and right. ex, exiling him. And his goal now is to destroy the Doctor. Or something like that. You know, because right before it was, that was over in Episode 1, he she goes, I remember who I am now. All the adrenaline and fear made me remember. I'm the Doctor. And then... Yeah. You know, whatever. So, anyways, back to episode two. Um, fast forward. Whoop. The, uh, let's forget that. Do that. Can we edit that out? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> everything can be edited out. Yeah. If you were to hear half I'm the things. I'm editing you out of yeah, this episode. Yeah, just, you're just talking. <laughs> just And me. then just laughing randomly. Yeah, it's just me talking. <laughs> and then the next time. episode is me. No. Yeah. Uh, you have to combine them together. That's how we, uh, that's how we do it here at the GBS podcast. Just. But. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah. Anyways, so we uh, we find out whatever they were. The scientists had to create all these weapons, so they created all this stuff, I guess. Super and deadly stuff. Super deadly stuff. And I guess that's what we don't even really get a conclusion on that. I guess that's what ends up wiping out the planet is all these things that they created, like the microbes. I guess like you don't really get closure on the planet. You know. Yeah. yeah. You don't really get an answer to what happened on the planet. In this episode. Yeah. yeah. We um, just kind of <clears throat> make assumptions based off of things that we don't see. So anyways, the doctor at the end of the episode proves why teamwork is important because um, the guy didn't believe in it. He was all by himself, uh, about himself or whatever. 
uh, well, she has them both walk into the, the final area of this race right. together. So that way they both win. At the same time. At the same time. Woohoo! So predictable. Closure! Not really. Um, it was so predictable. And then, boom, they disappear, and now the Doctor and all of them are stranded on this planet. Right, right. Uh, the, the resolution uh, you, the Doctor was hoping for was... The TARDIS would be sitting there. The TARDIS would be there, and then, like, you know, maybe they would get some help from the guy who was running the race or whatever, to, mm -hmm. and, nope, just yeah, gone. gone. So the Doctor gets all down in the dumps. Uh, kind of pulls... This is where I, I said she kind of pulled a, a kind of a tenant type of thing, mm -hmm. where she was like, I'm, I'm sorry... You know, I promised you guys I'd get you, I'd save you, and now we're stuck here. And they were, and, but this is where I think it solidifies them as companions with the Doctor. Um, they start, they're like, "What do you mean? No, we can do this. Look what we've done so far." Mm -hmm. You know, they're like, "Look, we can do this. You know, with teamwork, we can survive this." And she goes, "We'll be dead by the next cycle." And it takes a thousand cycles for the TARDIS to show back up. All right. And uh, well, they they're like, "No, no, no, we can do this. We can do this." Well, at that moment, obviously, you start hearing the whoosh, whoosh. Mm -hmm. And the TARDIS shows up. Doctor's like, please, just stabilize, stabilize, stabilize. Boom. She has her little reunion with the TARDIS where she's like, oh, no, you, yeah, but you know, you, boo, boo, boo. You, the yeah. line. Remember the line she dropped before? Uh, where she's like, come on. Oh, yeah, come come, come to daddy or yeah. mommy. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, that was, was good. Nice that was good. That was good. I don't, I, that was my favorite part. I'm, I'm sorry, I hate that I forgot that for a second. Yeah. So now we get introduced to the TARDIS. Mm -hmm. Yay! Yeah, TARDIS! Which, which we had already seen the, the outside, of, outside it. of it. Now, the inside... Um, anyway, well, to finish that, I think that's where they solidify themselves as, as companions. They, they I, get the Doctor back to believing. Inside the TARDIS, you see that too, which we'll get there. We're only going to talk about the inside of the TARDIS. So they get inside the TARDIS. You don't get the typical, it's bigger on the inside type of crap. You don't get that. Just go around. Um, I mean, you don't get that line. Yeah, you obviously yeah. get that reaction. You get the how did you fit everything in here, and she just says dimensional technology or whatever. What does that even mean? You can't manufacture dimensions. And it's like, you can't. But <laughs> anyways, so now she's all happy. And it's like, well, didn't you, even you just, you know, didn't believe in yourself. She's like, no, not even, I've always believed, not even for a second. Right. You know, yeah, that was, a, I think that was a pretty tenant thing to say. Um, I think he would have done something like that. I think that would have been a tenant thing. It was a. No, nope, never, never, never disbelieved at all. Yeah, it was a doctory thing. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. So, but now here we are, TARDIS. What you got? What do you think about the TARDIS? I'll let you start first this time. Uh, Go for it. You didn't like the screwdriver, so let me hear what you think about the TARDIS. There's one thing I know you're going to say, and I'm, yeah, I can't wait for yeah, it. Yeah, I know. You, you're, it, okay, obviously you guys can't see what's happening. <laughs> but that whole time Sean was just talking, he was in a very relaxed position as he was talking. Then he asked me this question about the TARDIS, and now he's moved into, like, a pounce position. I guess like I can't he, wait. Like, because he's ready. Okay. So, first thing I'd say about the TARDIS. Wrong. Uh, the, new, the new one. Wrong. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You haven't spoken yet. All right. Hold up, Donald Trump. Let me talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, we are not political. <laughs> <laughs> so, let me talk here. So, um, I don't like it. Um, I... You, you brought this up in our talk before the show uh, was recording, which was, it seems like everything to do with the Dark right now is crystal-based. The crystalline energy. Right. Which, okay, I guess, I don't really buy it. And this is, I'm going to say it, this is where you're going to disagree with me. I think they're all going to disagree with you. I need y'all to really pay attention to this. It, it reminds me of Tenet's TARDIS. Not the actual outside, like the, the, the wall the shell, 
But I'm talking about the console itself. Somewhat, it, it's got that grungy look like Tenet's. No, it doesn't at all. I'm not you saying... You are out of your mind. I'm not saying that it's uh, the, exactly the same. Well, obviously it's not exactly the same. But I, there's no grungy to that. His yeah. his TARDIS was falling apart. He had like hammers and stuff and like weird, crazy, whatchamacallits all over the place. It, so does hers. Her, his sparked... No, I'm saying his sparked when he pulled handles. Like, hers looks put together like it even panned around and showed it it's clean it's put together it's nice it has like a spinning TARDIS on it yeah did you see it I did see the spinning TARDIS it has a spinning TARDIS everything is the way it needs to be I think they you know speaking of the spinning TARDIS I feel like that was a toy or a collectible that I've seen before probably but I thought that was I don't know I think you are 1000% wrong what did you think about the what was that like a cookie Uh, it was like uh, did they say custard cookie I, uh, I actually looked it up. It was like a custard, cream cookie, something like that. Cream or custard cookie, something like that. Um, I think that's cool. I think it's interesting. You brought it up on our talk outside. Do you think that might be like her thing? Is like the little cookie thing? Like every time before they go somewhere, she just like takes it up or something? Right, right, right. Um, like, like, and has it. Jelly ba- like, like do you, you would know, you like a jelly baby? Or, you, know, you know, fish fingers and custard. Right, right. That, yeah, that yeah, something like that. Uh, which maybe, maybe. Uh, maybe I agree with you on that one. Uh, do but you like the TARDIS? Do you I, like yeah, I, I loved it. It kind of reminded me, I wish it would have been a little bit more spacious, because we just went from one that had stairs and bookshelves. I loved Capaldi's Yeah, Curtis. like, to now the walls are covered, and it looks now, no, now it looks smaller. There's no upper level. The console looks smaller. What we could see, there's no lower yeah. level. The console looks smaller. If they would have made it bigger, it would have been kind of reminiscent for me, which it still kind of was in a way, and uh, this may be where you're going to disagree. It kind of reminiscent to me to the eights. The eights was huge. It was more Victorian, but the way it had the things coming out the side above the console reminds me of the way the crystals are and whatnot coming up. You're talking about Paul McGann? Yeah. Um, well, it, it, it was huge, but yeah, his was huge because it was. That's what I'm talking about. If it would have been a little bit bigger, it would have reminded me a lot more of the eights Tardis uh, Tardis room console room. Um, but I think it reminds me more of that than it did of. Tenants. Yeah. Another well, thing that this room, and again, we haven't gotten an extremely good view of it. No, um, yeah, yeah, we kind of got like an upper um, the other, console-esque look. The other thing is it like, maybe they're trying to do like a classic Who thing because if you remember the TARDIS, classic Who for a long time was just a room. Yeah, just one solid room with a console in it, and that mm-hmm. was it. Um, and maybe that's what they're trying to do. But I was much like the fact that you know like. Uh, there was a lower level, and like you know, you, I I imagine the episodes with the the eleventh Doctor hanging from wires underneath, and then well, for those that haven't listened to that episode, I had a great idea for the TARDIS. All I needed was kind of like a uh, like a Batman esque costume hanger, where she it's like up in the background. She never walks by it, but it's like up on the top level of the TARDIS, and it's just. A mannequin, basically, with every uh, every oh, outfit, yeah, 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 every yeah, outfit yeah. that she's ever worn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this conversation. Because uh, I t- write it down. You're welcome, Chris. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> idea. I told you, Power Rangers it did something like yeah, that. Yeah, it would be great. Yeah, they, uh, you know, obviously the original show Power Rangers very popular. Yada yada yada, and then they changed the show. They finally gave them new uniforms and everything mm-hmm. like that. And then their command center, which is 
shockingly almost feels like a ripoff of the TARDIS console room. They had tubes in the background, and each tube was had the classic costumes yeah, in it. Yeah, I think that would have been awesome. So that but really, yeah, that's a great idea. I'm gonna have one of those <laughs> <laughs> well, in my house. I'm gonna make it happen. <laughs> All right. So uh, verdict for episode two? Definitely better. I uh, like I said, I wasn't, I was not. I'm gonna say not, not. I enjoyed the first episode because I thought it did what it needed to do. Mm-hmm. The second episode. I thought was definitely a better episode. Still not high stake, though. Still not high stake. Mm-hmm. Still had... I can't even tell you when music showed up in it, if it right. did at all. Every Still. Every problem I had with the first episode, the se- second episode pretty much had. Um, the only difference No is, villain worth a dang. The only difference is, is, is that at least um, we got more of who... The doctor's going to be a little bit. And, well, we got more of some uh, certain characters, too. Like, I thought um, Graham was great. Graham is my favorite. He's smart. All right, but let's... We'll talk about that in a second. We'll talk about that in a second. That's fine, that's fine. The episode, I think it's what you said. I obviously can see where the seeds are going. Mm -hmm. We see the part where the doctor, the the, the little cloth thing or whatever, says to you, you're... I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring that up, yeah. (laughs) I forget about that, man. So, talking about the doctor being, like, the timeless child and, like... Man, I'm so mad at myself right now. Because I brought that up to you. I'm so mad that I didn't bring it up right right now. I I wasn't going to let it go without it. Um, So, that's laying the seeds for something. We don't exactly know what. But... uh, So, so myself. There, there, there is stuff to look forward to. These first two episodes, though, the problem is, is, is that they've been bland in terms of the the, the adventure that's in them, the like the actual, action, the the actual. Plot. I can think of countless episodes that were, and these are longer. That's not remember remember that. These yeah, these are, are an hour long. Yeah. So I can remember episodes. I can pinpoint episodes where, you know, you had Tenet in them. Where every episode they were, it was like, oh man, are they gonna get off of this? Are they gonna, are they gonna get out of this planet? Is someone gonna, is he gonna save them all? You know, type of stuff. Right. This one, you're like, so far, you're just like, yeah, like, uh, I called the one death that's happened so far. Right. Um, and it's just, it's too predictable right now in terms right. of what's happening. And, and but what keeps it for me is that, like you said before, the way I think about episodes is when I watch one, I go, what did that do for the future of? the series right right because that's how i watch an episode i'm you know i want to see the next episode i want to see the next episode be a nice standalone because so far these just feel you think we're going to get a just uh, not dynamic and i've said that a couple times i just don't feel like they're dynamic do you think we're going to get a series arc kind of like we did with at the beginning where we heard Bad Wolf every episode, you did, unless you paid attention, you never understood it, or you never heard it. Do you think we're going to get stuff like that? Do you think it's going to be very apparent that we hear you know, Stenza every episode or, or something? Do you think we're going to hear that? I don't know, because the, the... Or the Stenza have some... Because we find out that the Stenza are the ones that made that planet basically desolate. Well, yeah. Because they forced the scientists to do that stuff. So, do you think every episode is going to have the Stenza are somehow involved, even if we don't see them directly? I, I can't say. Yeah. I mean, obviously, last season, we thought we were going to get a series-long arc 
of like what's in the vault what's in the vault and then very early on it gets revealed and then we find out that the, the, the series long arc was i think was missing missing as a whole be right. turning right good so for all we know this could be a plug mm-hmm. a, a bait and switch you know like it, we're worried about it could be a plug thing. for something bigger right um so okay we've talked about the episodes we've talked about the the plot of you know what's going on the general look of the episode music all that stuff yeah so here's where we get kind of specific about our general feel of the characters themselves yes this is where we're just gonna now we're done with the episodes you know for those that have already seen the episodes i know we wanted some detail on them we really just wanted to talk important facts because a lot there was a lot of things that needed to be said about certain instances in these two first these first two episodes right but now we're gonna talk yeah we're gonna talk about the characters in general just the characters themselves so so far we're only two episodes in very early on how do you feel about the doctor i have no problem with with jody as the doctor right now i, I think the doctor right now is 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 fine i th- i think the doctor had it i think i see what kind of doctor this doctor is going to be already seeing this goes back to what you were how we look at it, things differently yeah. but continue oh but i think that's the point though is i think i can i can i now i i know what kind of doctor this doctor is going to be i don't have to question it i can kind of see the personality of this doctor the way this doctor is probably going to think about things and stuff like that and i thought i thought it was apparent in the first two episodes now i know you're going to 100 percent disagree because you have you have the tendency to cut off where it ends, so you don't think about what's no, next. No, because I mean, I, I do think about it, but it can't. It, it's not a basis for how I feel about it at that moment. Like you know, for example, Blink is a great episode, not because of things the the the. Uh, circumstances around it, it's just a great episode. Yeah, based no, off absolutely. of what's going on. One of the greatest of episodes, I think, of right New Who in general. Right, just that's a perfect episode to just show someone who knows nothing about. These episodes would be so boring if you had no understanding of Doctor Who or the show. Yes, themselves. but we're not talking. We already talked about the episodes. We're talking about the characters in, themselves right now. Well, right. So this Doctor, and, and this again. If I'll you say, say this Doctor's boring, I'm gonna punch you. It's not that she's boring. No, she's, <laughs> she's not dynamic, and I keep saying that because that—that's just the word that keeps popping in my head. There's nothing. I feel like they're kind of scared to go too far with her anyway. Like I feel like they're scared to push any kind of personality trait, any kind of um, boldness in any way, because they want it to be right down the middle something a general audience appeal i man, i don't agree i just i can't think of the word i'm trying to i've been trying to think of the word i don't because you know you're how you use dynamic you know it might not be the best word to use but i can't even think of the word i'm trying to use right now um uh, for a personality trait uh, but I, I i disagree i think like i said i i see the personality in the doctor already mm-hmm. in the first two episodes if i don't even think about the rest of the episodes these first two episodes i got the personality of the doctor and I, I i see how she acts you well, know? What would you say is her? Uh, if you were I'm to trying to think about it, a, a personality trait about this doctor. That's what I'm trying to think of. Uh, right? No, it's, I I know what I'm trying to say. I just can't think of the word for it. But I just don't agree. 
and, and I'm going to keep thinking of the word I'm trying to use, uh, think of while we talk about other stuff, but I just, saying that the, this doctor is not dynamic, I think it's wrong. I think maybe if you could think of another word, I might be able to agree with you a little bit on something. Um, but okay, well I just don't, about, I, I don't agree with the word dynamic. How about this doctor isn't, like another word I just use is bold. This doctor isn't bold in any way. Italicized in any way. This doctor is plain to me. I think this doctor is kind of not as Matt Smith-esque, obviously. No one's going to be that no, 11. Yeah, no one's going to be 11. Okay. Not the best, but he's okay. Um, uh, Peter Capaldi is the best doctor. Um, he's great. He's the best. Him. I know he's great because he's the best, but... He, uh, it's, <laughs> we're, we're getting off topic. Okay, so we've already had that debate. How Matt Smith's doctor was, like, for the adventure, mm -hmm. you know, and wanted, it, it wanted to figure out what was going on, and kind of had fun with it in a way, too, but then when it needed to be serious, was serious in a, in a way, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I think this doctor does that, too. Wants to, wants to know what's going on, wants to help people, but at the same it's, time, is serious when she needs to be, but is also having fun with it. Okay, I would say the inquisitive nature of the saying doctor, she's boring, though. I just don't. I'm not saying she's boring. Those are the exact same words you I'm just said. Saying <laughs> plain. She. It's there's nothing there. Like I can give you a, a pretty strong personality trait about any doctor, and at this moment, we're only two episodes in. Yeah. I find it hard okay. to to give you something about this doctor that stands that's out. Fair. That's fair. Besides the fact that she's a woman. That's okay. That's fair. You know, that's because uh, I can I can look past that. Well, yeah, I haven't brought that up once. Like it's just yeah, Jodie's great. Yeah. I, I think she's a phenomenal actress. Um, I have no problem with that. Where I feel right now is is that. They might be too afraid to go one way or the other with her. I don't know. I just, like I said, I can't help but think about what's going to happen in the future. So, like, mm -hmm. when she was like, by the way, these are my new friends. These are my new best friends. You know, that's quirky. Quirky. Yeah. Like, that's, I think she's going to have, like, a quirky little personality. But also have, like, a, I think we're going to see a mixture of this quirkiness. Can you? But also be serious. But I haven't, I don't know. I'm, it's, it's tough. Can you see this doctor having your dark side? I think that's what I'm saying is I think we're going to see some, we're going to we, see a mixture a little bit, I think. I think we're going to see a moment, eventually there's going to be a moment where she is so, this doctor is so serious mm -hmm. that you're just kind of like, whoa. Yeah. You know, because even on Capaldi in Series 8, the only moment I really got where like, uh, well, in Series 8, that was like super like kind of, you're kind of like, oh man, what the heck just happened? Is when he tossed the guy the thing in the inner of the Dalek, and the guy disintegrates and dies. Uh, yeah. And he yeah. was like, I, I couldn't save him anyways. Right, you know, that was kind of like a whoa. Yeah, and also the time. I gotta slow the, down. So you guys, sorry, I talk fast. I uh, remember. <laughs> um, I get excited. In the episode Time Heist, mm -hmm. they're towards the end or whatever, and those people died supposedly, mm -hmm. and then we get that kind of look, like he's dark, but you can tell in his heart he wasn't. Uh, I can't say whether or not I'll believe this doctor will be able to have a dark side because we haven't seen it yet. I don't. 
I kind of actually I might I might take myself back a little bit because I started thinking back to uh, Tenet's doctor when he was uh, companionless, mm. and he had that really dark moment when on uh, the water of Mars, water of Mars, where he was like, "I make the rules." The Time Lord, victorious. yeah, 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 and you know that that was a very dark, I think dark moment. Great acting, guy. great acting oh. because. The doctor Such a goes. Good episode. Yeah, the doctor goes. You know, Time Lord victorious. I make the rules. Right. You know, I'm the only one left. I don't have to abide. You know, even though this is a fixed point, I can do whatever. Saves, or the captain, or whatever. I don't remember her name now. I feel kind of bad, but it's been a while. Yeah. Um, uh, saves. No, saves her and two others right. that should have all died. Right. The other two go on to live, but the main one. Walks to the house and shoots herself. Right. Because that's what led her great-granddaughter or whatever, granddaughter, to right, right. become... Time fixed itself. Fixed basically. itself. Right. And that's, I think, when the doctor learned that that's going to happen. You know, but that was a very, very dark moment for the doctor. Yeah, yeah. I don't what think we're going to go that dark with You don't... I Jody. couldn't imagine it. Yeah, I don't okay. think we're going to go that dark with, with Jody. But I think we're going to see some very serious moments. I'm sure. You know, we're going to see, I don't know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting, but I think I think the quirkiness is what's going to kind of bring her out. Because even when she was making her screwdriver and she had the goggles and everything else like that, it, I thought that was kind of quirky to me, the way she was dressed with the gloves and every, building her own screwdriver. So maybe that's a word then we, we yeah. kind of found. Maybe we found, yeah, maybe the quirkiness. Quirky, yeah. but even then, like, I've, I said this to you um, earlier this week, which is I have a very noble view of what the doctor mm. is yeah you do. and maybe it's based off of the last two doctors really three but the last two especially that the doctor while being silly and spontaneous and everything like that has a very stately presence to him mm -hmm. this doctor is missing that and maybe it's because she's a woman i don't know well go back but, to go back to the first episode at the end with uh tim shaw and the, whatever the dude's name is, um, when she says, you know, I'm giving you a choice to leave or I'm going right, to have to stop right, you. Right. And, and announces herself and as the doctor. Announces herself as the doctor and, sh and tells, uh, he, the dude finds out that she, imp she didn't implant, but she did something to the cable monster. He absorbed the cable monster's intellect and all, or whatever, all the knowledge from the cable monster, as long as the physical pro as, as well as the physical properties, which were the bombs. So now all the bombs are implanted in Tim Shaw. He's about to. He's starting to melt right, and stuff right, like right. that, which. And then of course the guy kicks him off the ledge, and then he teleports away. And she goes, "You shouldn't have done that," you know, like kicking him off, right, or whatever. But it was kind of like one of those things which we've seen. I think with each doctor, I think I think that's like you're saying, kind of who the doctor is. I give you a choice, but ultimately, if you destroy yourself, you just you destroy yourself, mm -hmm. you know, because he he the doctor in multiple different incarnations has given people choices and then they chose the wrong one and he's killed them not necessarily maybe kill them but you know what i mean like set them on that path well it's just like the episode uh with tenant uh because the doctor could have just come out and said instead of saying don't blow up my friends could have just said if you try i have all the cards they're implanted in you could have easily just come out and said i implanted them all in you mm. So what do you have? You need to leave. Get off this planet. 
Right, right. But she gave him, uh, or didn't tell him to see the choice that he would make. Knowing that he might kill himself. Right, right. That's what, okay, that's what I'm saying. So, okay. but go ahead. All right, uh, so talk about uh, the companions. Uh, first, how, how do you feel about Ryan? Ryan's interesting. Um, it's the first. It's like you're more of a you're more of a classic than I am. Mm-hmm. So if if I'm wrong on this, let me know. It's the first companion we have that has something wrong with him. He has something that, as a companion to the doctor, could be a detriment. Like I'm trying to think back. Like it could not being having a balance problem with the doctor. Could Dude, I honestly thought at the end of the first episode with the little bomb and everything, yeah. when they took it out, that somehow would fix him because he even goes back and tries to ride a bike again. I thought maybe he'd get on it and all of a sudden he could just do it, you know. No. But no. Yeah. So I think that's gonna play a part. I, I agree with, with Ryan. You. I think I that's agree. gonna be an integral part of that character. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I do. Um, uh, as far as Ryan goes, I I like him. Uh, I'm not in love with him. Well, he's good. he hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't really done anything yet, for the most part. Right. I think his his character is going to come into play with his uh, condition and the relationship. The relationship with Graham. with Graham. So talking about Graham, how do you do? You like him? He he is so far as of what we see right now the the best companion. Yeah, so I agree. I think if at this moment, like you were saying, if you were to just think of these two episodes as a whole. If he would have been the only companion, I think it would have been okay. I agree. I agree 100%. Uh, I like the idea of a young, I guess, dashing doctor who understands all these things with a crabby... It's kind of like having a Wilfred almost. Yeah, but he's more active. Yeah. And he's not... I like that. I don't think, and the thing about Graham is I honestly don't think he would be there if not for Ryan. No, I, I agree with you. I think the only he, reason he's there, right, I is for Ryan. Mm-hmm. So that kind of that's why that that's how those two characters are intertwined. Right. Um, I, I so I'm very much f- for looking forward to seeing more Graham. Yeah. Uh, Yaz. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's the least interesting so far. I'm sorry. I, I was trying to think of something positive to say. Um, I, <laughs> I was trying. I had to think there for a second. So there's yeah. the lull. That's, um, that's really all I can say about yeah. That's that's nothing's happened. Right. We it's have like, her backstory. She was a police officer. That's and it. And she kind of she 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 wants to be more. Right. And she kind of doesn't get along with her family. Kind of. Yeah. Doesn't get along with her family. She knows Ryan. Right. And that's. That's it. That's, like, that's literally right, all, we, that's all we have. So I, I can't really make a determination on Yask. If, if you were if, to force me to, I would just say, yeah. you know, snooze button. But Yeah. Now, if y'all, of course, listeners, if, guys, if y'all have your own opinions, let us know. Mm-hmm. You know, the Facebook page is always open. Um, we're going to start posting on there again. I know right. it's been a little less active lately. Right. Uh, <clears throat> but. <laughs> so one final question. Yeah. How do you feel about the direction of the show right now? Are you optimistic? I am because, as we talked about it in previous episodes, I think where Series 9 and Series 10 were going, like the direction we were getting back to with the series arcs 
and um, everything kind of leading into one another, but everything still kind of being its own kind of thing. It was leading back to that, and as it got its stride, everything changes. You know, because Series 10 by far was Capaldi's best. Um, 9 was close, but I think 10 was his best. Uh, um... <clears throat> But that's a, we, we've that's already talked talk about that. For, yeah, we've already we've already had that whole episode. Yeah. It was a whole hour and a half somewhere with that yeah. <laughs> back in the day. But I'm excited because I think I think she did well in her first two as the Doctor. I don't think we're I don't think we're left with she's awful. Get her out. No, no. You know, I think we're like okay. Like well, me personally, another, I'm like okay, cool. Here's a small point to bring up. It's something I know people have seen. Um, one of the big things about uh, when it was revealed that uh, Jody would be playing the Doctor was that people were afraid the show was going to lo- lose viewership. <laughs> we used to have a whole segment for new viewers, but we don't even listen to the old episodes. We used to have a whole segments about what people would uh, say about say about Jody in the comment section of the reveal trailer. And uh, yeah, what what Jace was saying is absolutely true. What they said that it, they were afraid it's going to lose viewership because. We've had a, we had a conversation about this too. You know, I don't want to I don't want to talk about past episodes too much, but how it seems like Doctor Who's view, viewership has gone down right. over the years. Right. Which, in my opinion, I think it's actually gone up because right. now you have things because where people way, watch it. Right. The the way that people people can view it content. is not in those ratings. It's right. not in those ratings. It's people that watch it on well, the television like that. It's or, not on Amazon Prime that people watch it, or if they buy it on their PlayStation. Or, or their even phone, do illegal streaming, or do illegal streaming, whatever. It, it, you don't. That doesn't count, you know. Right. So me personally, I've never been added into any of those consensus because I always watch it the day after. Right. You know. But with that being said, mm-hmm. this had one of the highest. One of the highest debut. Was one of the highest viewership. Debut. One of the highest viewed episodes of Doctor Who ever, excluding specials. Yeah, excluding specials. You can never, you can never. So we're not talking about Christmas specials or the 50th anniversary or any of that. This is uh, just debut. It was the third episodes. highest. Uh, the two ahead of it were Rose, which that was the reintroduction mm-hmm. of new Doctor Who, uh, and the other one was Journey's End, which was one of the episodes uh, uh, towards the end of uh, Tenet's Tenet's little era. Era. So, you know, obviously the show is as popular as it's ever been. Yeah, and I and I think we said that was going to happen because despite what people may think, mm-hmm. we knew everyone was going to watch it because they're curious. Right. There is the curiosity factor that comes into play. Now the show has the problem of can they maintain that viewership? And can they... We're, we, we're now past the, the novelty part. We're now past the part of the show of people like, oh my god, a female doctor. Okay, it's on. We've had two episodes. We've had two episodes. It's there. You have eight more, not including the uh, Christmas special, right? To sell it, right? Actually, you don't even have that many you may, to sell you, it. You, maybe you, you, two more by by halfway mark. If you, yeah. you have got to leave a mark, or people are just gonna fall off. Right, right. They may watch it later. Right. But if you're trying to get them now, people, you don't have that very much longer to capture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, um, I am optimistic as well, but it remains to be seen. Um, so yeah, there, there's our little 
however long talk about the first two episodes. Yeah, which I actually think we did pretty good. We had episodes about one topic longer, longer than this. Yeah. You know? but, uh, so I actually think we did pretty good for you folks. Now, for those that are new to the, the podcast, just real quick, um, this is not typically the format for an episode. Uh, mm-hmm. We typically... You'll see, typically see some segues into some different things we mm-hmm. might do. We don't know how we're going to quite do it yet. We have some ideas right. so farting around out there. But uh, we typically just don't sit here and talk. But we try to get in a lot of kind of like the first episode, we got rid of a title sequence almost. Right. Got, we got rid of a bit of the what we typically do to right. add in more. We had a lot to get in in an hour hour and 20 minutes, hour and a half, hour yeah, long. Yeah, so you know. thanks for sticking with us if you did. Uh, we are going to continue to produce and uh, distribute the podcast. Like I said, we've got all these new platforms that's available on. We're going to do another review as soon as we can for episode three once it airs. Mm-hmm. Like I said, this uh, was recorded before episode three was available for viewing. Um, and then we're going to continue to do that for the rest of the season. Every episode we're going to talk about it. Um Check the Facebook page. Uh, that's facebook.com slash Podcast. Obviously, you can get the podcast uh, through omnifringeradio.com or through your, you name it. Yeah, like an iPhone, you just go to the pod, they have an app, podcast. Just type in GBS, it'll pop up. Right. You know, right. It, it's just, if you listen to these things, let us know. You know, uh, people that were listening to it before, mm-hmm. keep giving us that feedback because that's what helped us make it the right. way it was at the end. And it was doing really well. You know, right. we're going to start going back to conventions again, right. uh, getting into these conventions, talking to Doctor Who fans, mm-hmm. um, give us a little bit of time on that. We got Now that we're starting back, we kind of have to, There's some, even though we're picking up where we left off, there are some bits and pieces that kind of have to start over. And, right, right. So, so we're, we're obviously super excited to keep the GBS podcast alive. We're glad you listened with us. It's time to end the show. Sean, you got any kind of outro you want to try this week? Something different? Any kind of outro? You're putting me on the spot. I don't I don't know if I have one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I kind of like our, I think I kind of like our signature, you know? We always have our signature sign-off. I think we should stick with that. I don't know. We should do something different. How about... We have to regenerate, we have to regenerate our outro as well? I mean, I guess we have to do that. I I mean, no, 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 no. I think we have to keep a little of the, a little of the old with the new, you know? We can't regenerate everything. All right. All right, okay. so take us away. Okay. Well, that's it for the GBS podcast this week. I'm your host, Jace. And I'm Sean. And we're hopping in our tortoises, and we will catch you next week. <laughs> <laughs>